0: Season two, episode two. It's your boy Five Mike's husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. Season two, episode two. Thank you for tuning in. The Um Last week was season two, episode one. Last week I talked about um. I talked about, from my perspective as a husband and a father and an educator and a writer MC, I talked about just um, the, the realities of modern-day fathering and husbanding, <laughs> And being a husband and being a father, I just talked about, from my perspective and from what it appears, the perspective of a lot of men out there that are doing what they have to do and and doing it to the best of their ability, you know. Doing this podcast, it um, I put myself, I put myself out there. Of course, that's clear, that's easy to see. But in different areas of my life, with my friends at work, uh, you know, even with acquaintances and people that I don't know, my personality is kind of like, I just, I, I can. I'm able to put myself out there a lot easier than others. For jokes, you know, just to, you know, I, I don't mind being wrong. You know, I, I'm quick to be like, look, I don't understand this. Explain this to me, whatever it is, right? So at work, if there's something I don't understand, while there might be a lot of people that sit back and like, Why I don't I don't know. Why won't she explain this? I'll be like, yo, can you explain this to me? Like, I don't understand this. So I'm not afraid to to be vulnerable. I'm not afraid to Um, I think vulnerability is the strongest, uh, one of the strongest human traits is to be vulnerable. I think that's where you learn the most. That's where people are able to connect to you easier. So in this work that I do on this podcast and the work that I do in the community around areas of education and informing different communities, being vulnerable and being authentic is imperative and i guess just the way that my personality is made up and the training that i've received as a counselor what have you is uh it's it's easy for me it's easier for me it's not easy all the way but it's easier and with that putting yourself out there you know you have to be prepared for criticism and you have to be prepared for you know, people thinking that you're fake or people thinking like, oh, he's not always like that or, you know, whatever it is, when you, you know, when you're that type of person. And so in my circle of friends, like, I'll joke myself, like, oh, you know, I can't grow a beard and I'll put it out there, you know what I'm saying? And that's just, that's just who I am. So a lot of times it leads to, it leads to, like, people being, like, people able to touch me really easily. And I don't mean that realistically. It's more figuratively. But, like, when you put yourself out there, <clears throat> you get, you're you giving yourself access or people have more access to you and can get closer to you. So if you think of it figuratively, like, if people can get closer to you because they understand you so well, they're closer to you to give you hugs and they're closer to you to stab you. You know what I'm saying? If you think about it figuratively and realistically at the same time. And some feedback that I got from a supervisor of mine when I was working at the University of Maryland, she said to me, you know, I was having some trouble with um with one of my with one of my supervisors at the time. And she said to me, you know, um, Michael, you are putting yourself out there for people to hurt you too much you need to put your guards up a little bit basically you know what i'm saying like you can't always throw yourself on the sword and it was the best like at that point in time this was maybe six or seven years ago i hadn't thought about that and so she broke it all the way down to me after like two or three she was a mentor of mine after two or three sessions She was like, Mike, you're putting yourself out there too much. You're giving yourself, like, you have to create some boundaries, she said to me. And she said, like, if you don't create boundaries, and you create boundaries by, you know, withdrawing a little bit, you know, within reason, and you create boundaries by, you know, just putting some figurative boundaries up around you, if you don't create boundaries, she said, people could come right up to you and stab you. Right? And she knew I was visual. I was a visual learner. And like, I could, you know, <clears throat> that's just how I learned. And when she said that, it like took the breath out of my lungs. So I was like, yo. Like, so many things came into view at that point in time now i just said that i was you know i'm vulnerable i put myself out there but what a lot of people or you know people that know me know that i'm super 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 sensitive at the same time so my coping mechanism my coping mechanism is humor right and so All, you know, all my life I've been like, you know, I've just been different than people around me. Everybody, everybody's different in some way, but I was like, never want to really fit in. You know, I wasn't super, super athletic. I wasn't super, super talented in any one area. Like I was always mediocre in everything. You know what I'm saying? But I could do everything. Like I could go out and play basketball with, with folks I could go out and run I wouldn't be the fastest but I wouldn't be the slowest I could I, I was good at music but I wasn't great at it I played the piano but I wasn't amazing you know what I'm saying it was all these different things I could do i was I could write you know freestyle rap whatever but I wasn't like the most amazing at it but I could do a lot of things very well that was kind of like my thing right and so something I learned early is like you got to have a tough skin. So I could dish it out pretty well when it comes to humor, jokes, joking people, and I could take it pretty well, except that I feel everything, right? I'm so sensitive. My senses are just like on some other stuff, and so I feel it. And so why am I talking about it? So I was connecting it back to season two, episode one. So last, last week, I put out an episode, and the episode was about, as I mentioned, you know the realities of, of modern day fathering and husbandry right and so um, I received some I received some critique from a friend or a response from a friend it wasn't really a crit- critique it was a response I wish I, I should have pulled it up it was on Facebook and it was pretty public and so um, you know all the time people would tell me you know, in my comment section you know people are like oh you know do this or people hit me up on the side <clears throat> you know mike you know your your volume was low or the music was too high in the background or you know it was a little long you know maybe you should chop it up or you know go right in you know and um this critique i received from a friend you know it's a friend someone that knows me uh it, 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 it made me pause and it's made me, it's something I've been thinking about all week and you know this was a woman uh, that responded and basically how I read the criticism her criticism or her response, her comment, I won't call it criticism because I don't know if it was, her comment basically how I read it was like ah, shut up you know what I'm saying? Like that's how I read her comment. Like I spent, you know, 35 minutes saying that. Basically, you know, there's so much, so much drama in the LBC. I don't know why I just came to mind. Like there's so many re- negative responses about what a husband is, what a father is, and basically my episode was like, that's not my reality. In my reality, and every single husband or father that I know. Who does what I do and they work hard and so on and so forth and her response was essentially "Eh, shut up don't nobody want to hear that right Uh, so I'm always putting these situations where and this is where a part of being vulnerable and a part of being like my level of vulnerability and the counter my sensitivity don't always align because you know if you're doing a podcast if you're doing public speaking if you're out in front of the public if you're hosting a show whatever it is you have to be prepared for people to not like your shit like you got to be prepared for people to be like well that shit's whack you know what i'm saying and so i i think i would have been okay i am okay when people come to like yo i don't mess with your podcast It it was just whatever you know what i'm saying but the way that this person critiqued the podcast and that episode was so dismissive to me and you know it it wasn't nice you know what I'm saying like it wasn't nice at the end of the day and this is supposed to be a friend I think I might have been able to accept a little bit better probably not but in my head I would have been able to Accepted a little bit better if it came from a stranger, someone I didn't know, or anonymously, like your podcast. So! you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I would have been able to to take that a little bit better. But this was from a friend that basically was like, "Man, shut up! Don't nobody want to hear all that." And then quickly was like, "Well, women had to do da 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 da." And I was like, "You're right. You know what I'm saying? That you do." You know what I'm saying? Like women do have to do that because a part of my message was like, that's this is the sexist, you know, homophobic, you know, uh, heterocentral world that we live in that say that women have to have this kind of experience and men have to have this kind of experience and if you have any kind of experience outside of what you're supposed to have, it's wrong and nobody will believe you. So that's really what the underlying message was. And so for her to be like, man, shut up, you know, was just it was just really it was just really, it it hurt my feelings, point blank, I couldn't, you know, I was like, I ain't gonna let nobody hurt my feelings, you know what I'm saying, I'm tough, but no, I was hurt, that, that shit hurt my feelings, and so, um, but you know what I noticed, this is, a, it's, there's so many different things happening right now in this message, there's so many different directions I want to go with this, but Having the ability to say someone hurt your feelings makes it hurt less. I just, I just, I don't know. I'm sure that's a scientist and a psychologist has already figured that out. But the part that makes feelings hurt more is by not acknowledging that someone hurt your feelings. And I think this is the first time out loud that I said that she hurt my feelings. And I already feel better. And I'm already like, F her. You know what I'm saying? Don't listen to it. Anyhow, so in that moment, you know, when the when the messages were coming in and it was like basically boring, heard it all before, you know what I'm saying? She hit me with the with the um, what's that? What was that singer's name? heard it all before. Sonny Anderson. I don't know. Um, she hit me with that. And I was like, mother, what? So it was at that moment? and this is a part of my personality and i know there's some folks out there that agree with this and some folks that don't and that's what this is what this episode is about when do you just let it go when do you just let it ride like when you know what i'm saying i am horrible at just letting it ride like i can't let things go in that way especially No, no, no. so she said what she had to say, and I was basically like, in that moment, no, I'm not gonna say anything. This is what she does, you know. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna let it ride. All right, whatever, you know, whatever. And like, she put two comments back to back. The first comment was just like a boring face, like "Mm, whatever, you know, a little emoji or whatever. And I was gonna let it slide came back and she was like, yeah, 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 whatever, heard this all before, basically stop whining, shut up, you know, she just said shut up, and, um, I was like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let that slide, because this is my platform, right, this is my platform to talk about issues that I want to talk about, and you chose to get on your platform, Facebook, and to critique my work and so i could have took the high road and been like thank you for your criticism thank you for your feedback you know i'll keep this in mind for my next episode no i'm not you know what i'm, saying? I'm not gonna just let that slide so we went back and forth back and forth back and forth and ultimately i was just like yo don't listen then this is not for you this is not for you. This podcast is clearly not for you. And so it, it got me to thinking about there's some shows on TV I really don't like. Good shows, you know, shows that people love that I just don't watch. I can't watch them because some of the messages in the show like just grind my gears in the wrong way. It's not for me. You know, a lot of things on Lifetime, a lot of things on the own network. I won't watch because there's undertones that I just don't vibe with. I'm sure they're great shows. I'm sure they have great actors and producers and writers, but I'm not going to watch anything where I don't feel like, eh, I'm not not anything, that's a little bit much, but I'm not going to watch certain things where I don't feel like it's not a good vibe with my system. And so that's what i chose to tell my friend you know and at that in that moment i was like i'm gonna protect this art form like i'm gonna protect not this art form like the the podcast but i'm gonna protect my art form i'm gonna like this is like doing the podcast is not just turning on a computer and talking like there's so much that goes into it even though i don't do a whole lot of like Outlines and you know notes. I don't have any notes, but all through the week I'm thinking and I do take notes on the out, you know, on the train, I'll write different topics I want to talk about. When I sit down, I don't have them in front of me, but it's really just getting my mind prepped, and you know, I'm taking my life's experiences and sharing them with potentially a world of strangers, and so you know, I take it seriously. And I just had I had to protect it at that point in time and sometimes protecting your stuff means that you got to turn people away from it you got to put up those boundaries so I made a boundary I said look you know what I'm saying I'm sorry you feel that way um but this isn't for you you know what I'm saying this is the idea of manhood and clearly your idea of manhood doesn't parallel doesn't vibe like our chakras are not aligned when it comes to what my idea of manhood is or even to exploring the idea of manhood you know what i'm saying you're not willing to explore those different voices so don't listen don't you know it's it's all good like you know what i'm saying you don't have to support in that way you don't have to support at all really there's thousands and millions of podcasts go do your own you know what i'm saying find a podcast that you can connect with and that talks about issues that you support and that you're not going to uh, look down upon you're not going to dismiss and that you're not going to discredit so i had two experiences this week with women that were either displeased with the podcast or just didn't you know from their perspective like didn't get it or it wasn't that serious to them those are just the ones that reached out to me i'm sure there were others um but i had so many men people that i know people that i don't know that hit me up and was like yo you hit the nail on the head and it made me think like of course when people give you compliments you feel good when people criticize your work you feel bad right and or you feel you feel it differently you feel things differently when people support what you're doing and when people don't support what you're doing but it made me think of course down the gender lines all the men supported it all the you know the women that felt the need to critique it didn't and i'm like how could this be You know what I'm saying? Like, how can it be that there's some people that said, this is my exact experience. This is exactly what I go through. And then there's another side who don't share those experiences and don't share the personal characteristics or physical characteristics or biological characteristics of anybody in the other category that say, basically, eh, shut up. You know what I'm saying? It reminds me of all the stuff that's going on in the news, like, everything. Like, there's people protesting, and there's people saying, eh, shut up. There's people standing up for against police brutality, and other people like, "Yeah, shut up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, how can it be? Can you not see, like, how can people be so dismissive of other people's Experiences. I got to think about it. You know, from a woman's perspective, women have been saying for years, "We work hard, we do this, we bear children, we raise the children," and you got deadbeat guys over here that are basically saying, "Uh, shut up." You know what I'm saying? And that story has been told. Like that story is being told. Not has been. Is being told. And. Not but, but and this side of the story has to be told too. And it made me think, going through this experience this week and thinking about it and trying to process it's like, man, why couldn't I let that go? What is it about certain people that are able to let things go? You know, my wife is so good at letting things go. You know what I'm saying? She experienced something. It might be an injustice, you know, in the light sense, not, you know, in the light sense of a word it might be you know somebody at work saying whatever to her or it might be somebody you know a friend or not or a co- colleague or acquaintance that you know does something to her or whatever and she's so easy she she easily is able to not say anything back like, eh, whatever whatever i'm like no like how do you do that like i don't understand like that's something that I don't know if it's something I have to work on or if that's just something that's unique to me. That's just how I'm hardwired. But I'll give another example. So this week, I won't go into all the gory details, but I was in Detroit this week for a conference. And uh, first time in Detroit, cool city, you know, got to see, didn't really get to see, like, the Detroit that they show on the news, but got to see downtown. It was cool. And I was um, presenting on a program that i created <clears throat> a colleague and my a colleague and i presented on this program and you know within the program within the presentation there are some data points that i got from the agency that i work for and the data points that i wrote on the powerpoint were were off a bit there was one stat that was off by two or three percentage points and then there was some verbiage, you know, stats are very specific and data folks are like super critical and and uh, specific about how they want data presented. I'm not a data person, so you know, I put it in a way that made sense to practitioners and it didn't really align and so this presentation we've known about for two or three or four months, and it's gone through several eyes. Several eyes have seen it in the agency and people have, uh critiqued it and made grammar changes and oh take this picture out use this font shorten this word and it's been cool all right cool. boom, make that change da, 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 da. boom um <clears throat> supervisor seen this powerpoint many many times um has gone back and forth with me about a lot of different things and has seen it so we go to present in detroit it was a great presentation we had a room full it was awesome we had questions people were seen to be really connected with it At the end, people were asking, like, can you send me your curriculum? Send me your slides. Send me your stuff. Please, please, please. They were so thrilled with the work that we presented, and it felt really good. And the first email I get after the presentation is from my supervisor saying, have you presented yet? Your data is wrong. You have to be really careful about putting out the right information. So, in that moment, uh, a slight rage came over my body. Because one, I'm like, uh, yeah, we presented, we just finished, as a matter of fact, and I feel a certain way that you don't know that. I feel like, I'm, uh, I'm feeling a little weird because you're my supervisor, uh, I'm in Detroit, uh, And I feel like you should know when the agency and the city, the division, Washington, D.C., is being represented in this way. I feel like you should know that because we've been talking about this for two months. But, all right, no. Uh, And then the data points were wrong. Um, And, you know, her saying, you really should be more careful She's absolutely right. I wish you could see my face. You're right. I should be more careful. Um, period. End of that sentence, starting a new sentence saying, That is why there were so many eyes looking at this presentation. <laughs> that is why it, it, it has gone through so many revisions, and that's why you've seen it. And, and okay. And so in that moment, I text my wife. And I was like, "Yo, oh, I was so angry. I was like, can you believe that she did all? I was like, I couldn't control my anger because I felt so slighted. Like, I felt like outside of just, you know, not knowing when we presented and like all, all that. Outside of the data, like, she didn't even know where we were going. Like, I felt so slight. I felt like. Uh just take your little program and whatever, I don't care, right? And so my wife, so I was like, Do you think I should respond? I already knew I was gonna respond because this is this is this is why, this is what I'm talking about right now. Do you think I should respond? And my wife is like, No, I don't think you should respond. I'm like, Bro, why don't you think I should respond? You know what I'm saying? I'm asking people around me do you think you know what do you think you think i should respond they're like no i think you should calm down and i'm like yo i'm about to throw every piece of electronic out of the window and so that's why like in that moment i was like how do you all not respond to something when you feel that there's an injustice because i felt like outside of the specific stuff like i felt like there's a whole there's a lot more history that i can't really go into. i mean i can it's like There's a lot of race issues in our office, gender issues in our office, just insensitivity, cultural insensitivity in our office, right? And the two black people on our team were going to Detroit to present at a conference. And, um, you know, my, my supervisor is white, and there's a history of dismissiveness, right? Back to that word. There's a history of... Ah, shut up. There's a history of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Okay, just what? What? Huh? You're bothering me. Yeah. What? What are you doing now? What? What do you niggers want? Like that? Like, there's a history of that. And so, this the passive aggressive email that she sent to me thirty minutes after we finished presenting, um, struck that nerve, and I just couldn't. Let like the as much as I tried, you know. I asked my colleagues around me first because they were right there, and I was like, they saw that I was upset, and I was like, "Yo, can you believe this?" And the first thing that my co-presenter said to me was like, "Don't respond now. You're too angry." I'm like, "Yo, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. You telling me I'm angry is making me angry." And so I text my wife. And she was like, just don't, just, you know, she was like, what? That's crazy. Oh, man. Sorry, hon. Don't respond now. <laughs> I'm like, yo, why don't people want me to respond? And so uh, I responded. Um, I took some of their advice and I didn't respond in that moment because I was on my phone and like, you know, I didn't want any typos to further, you know, people that are looking for you to mess up people that are looking for and expecting for you to fail, they will find a failure. Like, they will look failure you know what i'm saying what i kind of felt about my friend that was criticizing the podcast is like she doesn't want this podcast to be successful not because it's me but because of the topic and she doesn't really do well with men's issues and so when someone speaks to a situation that is not what she agrees with she tends to dismiss it and so it's not that she's looking to dismiss my whole podcast she's looking to find validation in her experiences through my podcast and so that's why she's so easily able to be like "Ah, whatever i ain't true you know man all right and so in this situation my supervisor was looking to find fault this is just my perspective maybe i'm being dramatic i don't know but because of who we are and because of some of the cultural insensitivity and the uh, examples of cultural insensitivity in the past i believe that when uh, the black folks on my team do certain things. Uh, just the, the 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 if you have 2040 vision it might go to 2020 you might look at things a little bit more critically. You know, when it's us at the right time. Like you're not looking at it critically all throughout, but when it comes time for us to present, when it comes time for us to go out and actually do something, that's when the criticism is turned up a little bit. Um, in a in a way that's you know, a little um I don't know, seems a little racy to me. I don't know. Maybe I could be over exaggerating, I don't know. But In terms of letting it go I couldn't and I didn't and I wrote back and I responded back via email because I knew that uh, my supervisor is able to be real froggy and jump real high over email um, a passive-aggressive email at that but you know if I if I would have waited and got back to the office it would have been like, oh, how was your presentation? Oh, I heard it went really well. Like, she would have, that email would have been completely ignored. So I wrote back. And, you know, I, I was appropriate because I'm almost 40 and I understand how to write an appropriate email. And... Um, you know, I, I wasn't disrespectful. I took responsibility and I was honest and authentic and vulnerable. And I said, yo, you know what I'm saying? My bad on the on the stats, you know, I I, I apologize. I I need to be more careful. Period. Um and you know, we have presented, the presentation is over. Um and and the, and receiving this email not knowing When our presentation was, it just feels a little dismissive, like the work that we're trying to do and the things that we're presenting on are not important. And that, you know, that that's the reason why you might be feeling a little tone in the emails that I'm disappointed that this presentation was dismissed in this way. Anyhow, so uh, that was my takeaway for this week. My takeaway for this week and what I'm going to continue thinking about is like, when is it okay? to To let it go, and when do you respond to things? But to me, I took both. I took both occurrences: my friend being dismissive to the to that last week's episode, and my supervisor dismissing, you know, in a certain way what we were doing. I take that as injustice. I mean, it doesn't yeah. sound, it, it, you know. It, I I took that as I when i say injustice is i have to stand up for myself in this environment so that i can stand up for myself in other environments you know what i'm saying like i can't just be me you know meek mill that's horrible sorry meek mill you've had a horrible week i can't just be mouse you know mouse jackson in, at work and with my friends and at home and then something happens to me where i need to stand up for myself and then all of a sudden I'm like i feel like you you gotta be consistent shout out to ryan g ryan my boy ryan on the track always says be consistent and to me bringing it back and tying it all in and preparing to close out that is the stronghold that is the purpose to me the idea of manhood is consistency. You know what I'm saying? So a saying that I've heard and that I took into my own bag of sayings is like the way you are, Oh, dang, I just forgot that quick. The way you do anything is the way you do something is the way you do everything. Like the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So if you're a mouse in this situation you're going to be a mouse in this situation if you don't stand up for yourself in this situation you're sure as hell not going to stand up for yourself when the time arises that you really need to so that's my message for this week the idea of manhood is all about being consistent um and standing up for yourself, man, regardless of what it is. Even though, you know, men, we have certain advantages, of course. It's, it's a patriotic society. Not, not patriotic. God, nah, that's horrible. It is a patriotic society. We're going to talk about another week. A matri... Wait, what is it? A paternalist? I don't even... Dang it. It's too early in the morning for this. You know what I mean. It's a male-centered society, damn it. <laughs> and, um, you know, as, as, as a result, men have certain um, advantages. And, uh, you, you have to be able to speak up, speak up about those advantages, speak against them when they're necessary, but you also have to be able to speak up for yourself when it comes to certain things where we don't have the advantage or we don't have the benefit of the doubt. Um, and we just have to be, uh, you know, consistent when it comes to those things too. So thank you so much for tuning in. This has been season two, episode two. I don't know if I'm going to name My podcast anymore. I don't know. I kind of like the name "Ass Shut Up," but you can't really, you can't really uh, express that. You can't express the "ah." Anyhow, oh, you know I'm gonna try. But thank you so much for tuning in. This is the idea of manhood, season two, episode two. It's your boy Five Mics. Rate, comment, subscribe. Thank you for tuning in. Peace.